if I we feel free to give me a nudge. We are live on... <laughs> live on season four, episode number four, because we just finished the fourth part of our Hearing God series. Mm-hmm. We have a debut guest with us. Which <laughs> <laughs> is, is this your first time as well, Matt? No, certainly not. Yeah, no, I remember yeah. you being here before. We've got the wonderful Stu Gibbs with us, all the way from London. Stu, why don't you introduce yourself in a minute? A minute. Or yeah, 30 well, seconds if, if you prefer I can do that. 10. Well, I'm Stu Gibbs. I'm from London. I'm married. I've got three boys. And uh, another kid who lives with us because we're foster carers. Hmm. I lead a church called Emmanuel, London, which we named the OG. 12 years ago. <laughs> so 10 years before this church was named Emmanuel. And um, I support Tottenham. And no. I love the lunch that I am currently eating whilst mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. here. Hmm. Welcome, it's great to have you with us. What are you doing in Brighton today? Uh, well, so our two churches work together quite a bit. In fact, I have done for 15 years in various different ways, but the last couple of years we've been working more closely together. So part of me coming down is just getting to know people on the staff team. Beyond live lunch. Beyond live lunch, I mean, obviously that's the priority. And <laughs> I guess learn a bit about how your church works, culture of staff. Uh, some of the mechanisms that go on in a, a big multi-site church um, and for people to get to know me as well. Hmm. And all five of our viewers will get to know you <laughs> on the live lunch and the word will spread. Check out this wonderful guy called Stu Gibbs. So thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. We're really grateful. Um, as I said, we're in the middle of our Year in God series. Mm-hmm. Matt, you preached. Uh, Matt Davis is um, one of our elders here at Emmanuel and also leads our site that meets at the Shoreham Centre. That's right, which is... Married to Alison Davis and has two wonderful kids. I do. And if, you're, if you're ever in like a, a, a meeting with Matt Davis, a, a prayer meeting, he brings these wonderful analogies of, of being a father and the relationship that we have with I God. Do. It's just so good. I love it. Even this week... Um, mm. my, my, Give us one. Well, okay, okay. Mm. This week. So my little boy, um, he comes up to me and uh, he gets hold of my... Well, actually, get hold of my beard. And he said to me, Dad, do you love God more than me? And so um, I grabbed him round the head, threw him to the ground. He's only seven, so I'm stronger than him. And uh, I said, I love God more than you. And he was like, he feigned, uh, just burst into tears. And then we rough and tumbled for about <laughs> half an hour. And I thought, that's all he needs to know right now. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need to give him a, a, an explanation for that. Mm. So it was great fun. Yeah, mm. yeah, they're great. It's also a slightly sad moment for us on live lunch. And a happy mm. moment as well. Well, so, sad. <laughs> because it is our last episode with the wonderful Megan... Laura May who is but let's just build who is who is leaving us for a short period to go to California mm-hmm. and everyone tell us a little bit about that so for the five of you who watch regularly and you miss Megan, this is why she won't be with us. Um, I'm going to be doing a, um, a month-long mission trip uh, with a church right in California um, called Isla Vista Church. And um, yeah, it's been a real journey of hearing God um, with going and just him providing the exact amount for me to go and um, speaking through other people that I've never met before saying you need to be in the States, in Feb, in California. And like that morning I'd booked my flights and I was like, how do you know I'm going? Um, so yeah, really excited. Yeah, it's just, a remarkable proxy, isn't it? It was really cool. <laughs> somebody who had no clue about you came up to you and said, I see you in California in Feb. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know that you had booked flight tickets to go to California that, mm-hmm. that no. week or whatever. It's so, amazing. Yeah, just excited. Wow. They said that there's going to be a door open, so I'm excited. I've, I'm usually the kind of person that has to plan everything to the mm-hmm. minute, um, like my honeymoon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just kind of like, well... 
God, take the take the lead. Let's see how Brilliant. this goes. So. Wow, Brilliant. Yeah. You could do like you could like introduce a live lunch concept to them, and live lunch could go international. Yeah. Wow. We're gonna reach California. Oh, that good. is so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, sad for us because we'll miss you, uh, but really exciting and looking forward to following your journey on social and hearing what you're up to whilst you're in California. So, okay. massive thank you for all you've done. Oh, yeah. What's going on over there? Oh, exciting. Bring it, bring it, bring it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Something's happening off, off camera. Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. Oh, it's really like, you can see yourself. Yeah, we little, we little cards. Oh, card as well, card as well. That's great. That's great. Hey, you, great Megan, you'll be pleased to hear my uh, my daughter. She's uh, she's getting into music, mm. and um, she's got her own playlist on mm. Spotify. And uh, number one, her first song was Caribou. It's such a great song. Oh, so, it really is. Mm. First song, so good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> cool, cool. Well, we've got some questions about the preachers. Mm. So yeah, and well, firstly, can you mm. give us a quick overview of what happened? Of course, yeah. So we are, if you're watching this regularly, you'll know that we're kind of diving into uh, what it means to hear God, and we've looked at uh, hearing God in the Word, uh, hearing God personally, um, kind of hearing God for our households, making a really clear definition of what a household is. Uh, and um, this week, we across all of our locations um, spoke about what it means to hear God uh, in the church and for the church and so it was a real privilege just to paint a, uh, a high vision of church helping to uh, kind of perhaps debunk some uh, I don't know uh, some perhaps some perceptions that aren't clear or perhaps a bit woolly about what church is and so uh, we spoke out of Ephesians 2 and uh, just uh, looking at how uh, the church is built together in a spiritual sense and uh, the amazing thing is you look around on our, on our, in our locations and you think how on earth has God put these people together and of course we look elsewhere in scripture and it talks about you know being thoughtfully and carefully put together as living stones and so um, it was great just to get people to kind of look around them and think wow this is amazing the, the, the stages and the walks of life and the ages how does, how does God do that? And uh, so it was great to unpack that and to begin to um, speak about um, the Apostle Paul's specific um, earnest uh, urging of us to, to seek the, the, the spiritual gift of prophecy. And uh, that's, that's God using words in us to speak to others and to build up the church and to flourish, help the church to flourish. So yeah, super. So just a quick practical question. So somebody... Who's watching this video feels like, oh, I feel like God said something mm. um, for the church to me. I mean, A, mm. often we think prophecy is just for us personally, but it, it's, it could be bigger than that. It could be for the church and it could be for the building up of the church as we looked at from Ephesians, 4, um, uh, Ephesians 2. What would you say to people who are maybe feeling a sense of, oh, mm. maybe God's placed something on my heart for the church? Mm. What do you do with that? Yeah, I mean, I think personally speaking, in, in my location in Shoreham, we we have a a very kind of open sense of um, we want to we want to engage with with people as as a leadership team. We want people to speak to us, approach us, talk to us, and um, I think I think we've got to be slightly careful that we don't funnel people to the microphone. That's not the only place where prophecy comes, and uh, we want to encourage people to. To, to speak prophetically in the foyer, uh, mm. over, the, over the coffee hatch, uh, in the kids' work. Uh, this is something that the whole church does. You know, the, the Bible says that you know, the Spirit's been poured out on all flesh, all can prophesy. And so it's waking people up to the reality of, I can do that. You know, this, this uh, word that perhaps 
can feel or seem a bit spooky. No, 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 it's a gift for you. Use the, the things that God gives you to speak to the church. The church, the gathered church particularly, it's a brilliant moment to, to get in, under each other's skin and, and uh, help answer the things that um, Dave Brady a couple of weeks ago said. Um, why don't we help people answer, answer that or finish the question, finish the line, I feel God might be saying. Just a really helpful way of um, sparking life into people and saying, I can do this, I can speak to people, I can... Uh, hear God and speak life uh, into people's situations. So, so yeah, I, it's, it's a, a fluid thing, I would say. Mm. Stu? Just remind me what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> so I, thought, I think it was about your church on Sunday. Um, yeah. yes, and I wasn't again, there, so yeah, I can't... Um, <laughs> if people... Oh, if people church, are coming... Them, like, God takes something, what should they do with it? Yeah, I guess some really similar to Matt. Um, just encouraging people to either come and talk to leaders in the church mm. or even just send an email probably in some ways actually lots of the words that I've just had people email mm. some ways often hit me harder um, I think because they're, they're kind of out of the moment they're sitting in my inbox so I can read them more than once um, mm. so just different ways of communicating if it's a word that's genuinely for the church mm. you know I think it's obviously good to get it into the leaders of the church so they can respond to it church prayer meetings yeah. great way obviously because then there's often a context where we're praying for the church and so there is real space for that word to come and be responded to mm. Sundays usually not so helpful um, because often what's actually happening in the moment on Sunday it can be a distraction you know to suddenly get a word about something about the future mm. of the church when actually you're just in the middle of a worship song about <laughs> who Jesus is it's kind of like um, a bit of a clash so all those things, basically. And I probably would encourage people just to obviously be prayerful. So if they're hearing, they feel like they're hearing God say something to pray about it, if it connects to scripture, to read and think about it, um, talk to other prophetic people for just some wisdom on how to weigh stuff and make decisions about, am, am I hearing God? And mm. there's, a, there's a whole process, I think, of learning to hear God mm. and then learning to discern, well... What is it that God has said? What is it that I mm, think mm, is the response? Mm. And separating those two things out is quite important because mm. sometimes we get muddled along the way and you can lose the first bit because we think we've got the second bit, mm. you know, so. So what would, mm. you st- would, you, what would you tell people to do in that moment where they, maybe there is in clarity rather than trying to bring in an interpretation of themselves or what the outworking of it could be? What would you, say, what would you tell people? If, they, if they're not sure about the second bit? Mm. Yeah, I've, then I think just the best bit is just to to be really clear. This is what I feel like God has stirred in me. Mm. I think it's okay to then say, and I think this then is the response. Mm. But I think if you've separated the two, then that's helpful for the person hearing it. Mm. Um, yeah. Because he, sometimes even if you've got the response wrong, mm. there's enough mm. of what God's saying in the first bit um, for them to be able to respond to it. Sorry, I know Megan, you've got a few questions. One good question that's much wrong with mine. I did tell Megan I wouldn't dominate this conversation. <laughs> um, we've worked with the... So at Emmanuel in Brighton, we've, about seven or eight years ago, a prophecy came for us plumping into five cities and being involved mm-hmm. with... Uh, mm-hmm. um, and we've kind of got there. Mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. We're about to plant our, our mm-hmm. fifth... Mm-hmm. Well, Kenny and Nicola go to Belfast. Ah, I'm actually going to Belfast in a couple of days right. with Kenny and Nicola to check it out. Um, nice. Mm. And then there, and that, that, that is our, our fifth mm. city that we're, we're now in. Um, but that came on the back of a prophecy. Mm. Um, mm. 
I guess the question people are asking is, well, what's next? Because mm-hmm. have we mm-hmm. ticked that box and do we now move on? Do we now mm-hmm. move forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, or is, you know, do you only use a, a prophetic direction to move forward? Or is there a place for strate- strategic planning mm-hmm. and just feeling this is what I feel God's called us to do and this is my, my thinking rather than mm-hmm. there's, mm-hmm. Clear, there's clear guidance from God. And how do you, as church leaders uh, and church planters, how do you hold the two in tension? Do you wait for the yeah. pr- clear prophetic guidance or mm-hmm. how do you press on? Oh, there's definitely more than one question there. But, um, <laughs> I think um, it, it's absolutely superb to be in a church that um, uh, is shaped by um, prophetic direction. Mm. And so that's been true of um, Emmanuel and, and its previous iterations. Um, and we've, we've moved forward um, feeling God's leading or knowing God's leading um, through prophetic direction. I, you know, if, if you're part of Emmanuel and you're watching this, you'll know some of those stories. Um, but you need to know that, that that's how this, this church gets led. And so I think, you know, what's next? Well, I mean, it still feels like we're, we're in the throes of church planting. It's very much in our DNA. Um, we're, we're into a number of um, cities now um, in Europe and, and uh, in, this, in this nation. And so um, what's next? I think um, ears and eyes wide open. Um, what's God going to say next? And that, that's why we, we gather as a church to pray, because we want to hear God together. We want to hear God corporately. Um, as elders, we get to pray every week together, and our, the hope is, or, or at least our posture, would be eyes and ears wide open. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, let's let's keep hearing God on all this stuff. I think um, perhaps in the moment it's not so easy to think what's next, but but certainly looking back over our shoulder, we can see that as a church we've been led prophetically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. You know what I'm Yeah, I guess. Um, so our story. <clears throat> so we moved to plant the church about 11 years ago. We were living in Bristol, um, and actually the whole, so for us, the whole journey started from hearing God. Um, I'd, I'd had a prophetic word, a bit like we were describing earlier, where someone had come years previously when I was about 22, and they um, just prayed and they said, oh, I think God's speaking to you about mo- moving back to London at some point in your future and being involved in church planting mm. with a certain person that they named. So it's quite specific, um, but I was, I was, I think I was still a student actually in Bristol when I didn't have any plans to move. So it was kind of one I just put in the locker for later. And probably about five years after that, I was at a bit more of a crossroads and a bit more prayerful about the future, but had no thought at that point about planting a church. Um, in fact, I'd probably ruled myself out of it, um, <laughs> thinking I wasn't really wired for church planting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had basically a very bizarre experience where I was washing up. I mean, that is just a bizarre <laughs> experience for me, very unusual. My wife always jokes that I don't wash up too often in case God speaks to me when I'm doing it. Uh, but I was, I was just in my kitchen washing up. I was, and, and as I was, I was just thinking about some stuff and I just had a phone call with my dad. And he'd been talking about his church and some stuff they were doing in Greenwich. And as I was sitting there, as I was standing there washing up, um, I just had this thought, oh, if I was to move and plant a church in Greenwich, that would be like the exact fulfilment of that word I had five years ago. (laughs) And as that thought popped into my head, I, um, I don't want to freak anyone out because this doesn't happen to me very often, but I basically had a like an experience of God, God's power 
coming upon me. I mean, I was actually nearly knocked onto the floor. Wow. Um, wow. Sort of on your hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, if we were doing like a reenaction, that's what we need at this point. You need to cut yeah. to a scene of me reenacting the drama. Um, but, um, Can be arranged. <laughs> yeah. Next week. Um, and to be honest, I, I actually didn't know what to make of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, soap suds on the hands. You know, I was like, what is going on? Because I'm not thinking about moving anywhere and I'm not thinking about planting a church. Like, is that God speaking to me? And I basically prayed at the time. I said, Lord, I don't know what is going on. If that is you trying to speak to me, you're going to have to do it again <laughs> because I, like, I can't move on the basis of just one really weird experience. I need like a sense of clarity. Um, mm-hmm. And then within about 10 days, I was in an, I had another not quite so dramatic, but another moment a bit like that when I was in a meeting talking about stuff and talking about the future of the church I was in, talking about my own future a bit. And, and I mentioned, oh, I had this thought about planting a church in Greenwich. And again, it was like in that meeting, it was like God came and spoke to me mm-hmm. and to another person mm-hmm. and to the leader of the church, actually. And two of us ended up moving uh, from that moment, it was just really, really clear to me that God was speaking to me about moving mm, to plant mm. a church in Greenwich. Mm. And so that's a bit of a long-winded way of saying it, but in a sense, that 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 was a prophetic moment, mm. God speaking mm. wow. and shaping the future. Mm. Now, there were loads of decisions that we made strategically mm. on the back of that mm. that weren't necessarily shaped by God, mm. you know, from a direct prophetic word what kind of building would we meet in or what would we call the church or although that was a little bit shaped by God uh, or <laughs> those kind of things is, is, I would have been absolutely comfortable yeah. to just make a decision based on wisdom and strategy and thinking mm. things through because mm. I knew I am basically doing what God wants mm. um, now there are other things obviously that you feel like actually if we're going to make that decision we really want to have a sense of clarity that mm. God's in it and is shaping it um, so I think there's some really big key things I would think like the starting of churches mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. moves and things like that that you as much as possible you really want to have a clear sense of God speaking to you mm-hmm. but I think that can be much broader than just someone bringing a prophetic word that can mm-hmm. be internal it can be from reading scripture I'm sure you've done all this in your mm-hmm. preaching mm-hmm. series it can even be from someone else just speaking to you mm-hmm. out of their own wisdom mm-hmm. and observations you know yeah. it can be like God yeah. God really speaking to you through that yeah. so I would say there's been some really key moments that have shaped the overall direction mm-hmm. of our Emmanuel. And then there's been loads and loads of decisions to shape that and try and do the thing that God has called you to do mm-hmm. with all the wisdom that God's given you to do it. Mm-hmm. And then there are other moments where God comes in and re- redirects or yeah. completely turns around some yeah. of your thinking. So good. Yeah. 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 yeah so, um, Obviously, uh, someone spoke to you in a prophetic word, and then you uh, kind of all fit into place, I guess. Um, but how do you hear God now for your church in London, and how does prophecy impact that now? Do, do you still get people thing, speaking into it now? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great question. I was actually praying with some people last night, and we were actually talking about this. Um, praying because we're praying about decisions um, and just trying to talk about how do we, how do we kind of balance these things where God's given us wisdom and strategy we can think about stuff and that's okay but we also have all got a hunger to hear f- 
from him direct mm. if there's things that he wants to particularly say to us. Mm. And it was interesting actually because as we were praying, I was I was talking about how people make their individual decisions and make church decisions that often, in my experience, people are often looking for real direction from prophecy. Mm-hmm. There's a verse in the scriptures that talks about prophecy is for our, you know, for strengthening, encouraging, and comforting mm. God's people. And uh, even as we prayed last night, what actually was happening, there was loads of prophetic words, but they, none of them were directing what decision we should make. Mm-hmm. All of them were strengthening and encouraging mm-hmm. and comforting mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. through the process of trying to make a decision. Mm-hmm. My experience as a pastor, just watching individuals make big life decisions, is that's often what happens. Um, they're trying to make decisions. They you know should we move here or should we move here or something like that. Should I take this job or not? And they're wanting God to speak to them and tell them the answer. And actually, quite often, what prophecy does is it just comes and strengthens and encourages them because God is walking with them on this journey of them learning to be wise, learning to take responsibility, uh, learning to uh, hear the kind of values that come from scripture, which can shape your decisions, but don't necessarily tell you whether you should go to California for your month long mission trip or not. You know, like you don't, you very rarely get that answered from God, you know, but you do often get people just strengthening you and helping you to make decisions that are actually rooted in faith which I think yeah. is the actually is the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, so that would be my big thing for the church, would be actually most of the time the key issue is we make decisions from a place of faith, not from fear, not out of um, just you know, kind of personal or worldly ambition. Um, we you know What have we actually got faith for? Sometimes that's because God's told us to do something. Sometimes it's just because God's put faith in our hearts yeah. for stuff and I think that yeah. is actually quite important yeah. 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 and as site leaders um, mm. if someone comes up with uh, to you with a word I guess what's the process when you're kind of discerning right this is for now or this is for um, another time or this just isn't for this church like um, yeah what, what goes on kind of. Yeah, again, I think there's, there's a whole ton of um, wisdom. If we're, if we're specifically talking about a Sunday morning meeting mm-hmm. and someone wants to bring something from the front, um, uh, very often um, the people that in my location that will come forward will be people that I know. I know, that I know all about their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know all about their, uh, their, their walk with God. And so there's a sense of trust. And uh, so I'm not going to stand there necessarily and say, well, what's God saying? And, and hear a long spiel and then say, we'll get up and do it. There's a trust issue mm-hmm. going on there. And, and most of the time, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Most of the time, what they bring is, is strengthening, encouraging. They're often, and we really celebrate um, words of knowledge that are like keys that unlock situations in mm-hmm. people's lives. So that kind of thing is fantastic and we love it and welcome it. Um, I think that there was there was an occasion where somebody came forward with with something um, that I'd never met before, and I, I had to say I'm, I'm really sorry, but I don't know you, oh, wow. and so I just held them back, but made a big point of connecting with them yeah. afterwards and and saying I hope you understood why I did that, um, mm. and it, it was all good hearted and it was well received. So I think there's some wisdom to be exercised. Mm. Sometimes I hear stuff from people and they and I just say, do you know what? Why don't you go and join the prayer team? Because there's going to be someone that's probably going to want to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that could be because of time or theme. Who knows? I mean, 
you know, we want to we want to honour our timings in our in our church meetings without being silly about it. Either way, we don't want to fall off either side of the horse. Really, do we too long, too short, too rigid? We want to allow God to speak, but about Brilliant. being wise as well. So so good. Um, we've come to an end. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Stu, you Sad mentioned times. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a little more to finish. Okay, you, that's fine. Um, if, if people are watching this and really and I'm praying for you and praying for your church and you've not shared what you're praying for, but. Um, if they want to get in touch with you and share stuff that's on their heart, is there any way to do that, or should we do it through live lunch? What would you suggest? Live through live lunch, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, people yeah. could just send in their prophetic words, brilliant. and I could weigh them yeah, yeah, yeah. live on the internet. <laughs> brilliant! Wow, brilliant. That, that would be a fun thing. Wouldn't it? <laughs> if you have a prophetic word, comment below, and yeah. the next time to us, send in a video. <laughs> send in a video of you bringing it. It's a pound, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, I mean. Yeah, I think if people would, would be up for praying for us, that would just be amazing. Mm. Um, we'd really appreciate that. Um, mm. If people did feel like there was, you know, things that were being stirred, that they felt like it was appropriate to share. I think the two things that, one, if as in if they're part of this church, Emmanuel in Brighton, then they could chat to some of the leaders here because mm. we're, you know, we all know, mostly know each other. Most, eh, mostly. Yeah, yeah mostly <laughs> friends. Um so that would be one thing because then that could just be helped because then the advantage is that obviously that these guys would probably know them you know mm. so it's back to mm. Matt's thing mm. from earlier mm. um, and could help in that process of weighing um, or they could just email the church you know we've got a, a, an info at emmanuelchurchlondon.org email address which is on the website um, people could email something in and we mm. could so do you would recommend people came through our leaders and maybe drop Matt an email or Steve or no, probably yeah because obviously you know a random email from someone is a little bit hard to process because yeah. um, yeah. you get those all the time don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. great thank you so much for joining us thank uh, you for tuning in and sorry for the delayed start we'll hopefully fix our technical issues for next time enjoy the rest of your lunch break and see you next week bye